Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited to have you here today listening to today's episode on all things balanced, healthy eating on a budget. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for today's topic. You guys requested it and I cannot wait to dive right in. But before we get started, we always start things off with a little self-check-in. If you're new to the show, a self-check-in is basically a couple of questions. Think of it almost like just like journal prompts in a way to get you re-centered and ready to enjoy and get the most out of today's episode. So wherever you are, if you're walking, working, driving, take a big deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with lots of glowing, confident energy and air, and then exhale through your mouth, sign out anything that is tense in your body, in your mind, just let it go. And then whenever you're ready, ask yourself, how am I feeling today? Answering this question with zero judgment, just becoming aware of the emotions and the feels running through the bod. Now ask yourself, okay, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened, just becoming aware of a potential cause. Now asking yourself, okay, what is something that I can eliminate from my day that is not serving me and making me feel good? And now ask yourself, what is something I can add to my day to make it a little bit better? Maybe it's going on a walk, doing a workout, listening to the podcast. It could be anything. Okay, now ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill, my queen. If you have not, even if you have, let's just grab our waters and cheers on three. Let's chug some water in two. Hydrate our hot pots in one. Okay, that... I added electrolytes to my water and wow, I have to say I like drinking water a thousand times more with electrolytes. It's so, mm, so good. Okay. Now ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour? If you haven't, honestly, even 30 minutes, stand up, shake out those legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flow in and resume listening to the podcast. Okay. Final question today. I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I am struggling with at the moment in my life? It's a two-part question. And once you have that thing, ask yourself this. How can I make this struggle a strength? I know, it's a really weird question. But anytime we're going through something, look at a positive in the moment, something that you can take out of that struggle. Because a lot of times our struggles shape us. And in the future, we're able to maybe help somebody else going through something similar, or it's going to make us a stronger person. I don't know. I just like to think of it like that because sometimes it makes the situation a little bit brighter when I'm going through it. Okay. Now, update. 
update time. I hope you're feeling good, by the way. I hope that little self check-in just got you thinking, got you feeling a little bit more checked in with yourself, in tune with how you're feeling, and yeah, all the things. Someone DM'd me last week that she actually journaled the self-checking questions and I loved it. That's always a fun little idea. If you need like a little journal prompt, you can always use the podcast as your journal prompts with the check-in. And I like to journal and when I have a question, I will write down my answer and then I will kind of continue asking myself questions based off of what I answered. And I just end up getting really deep and figuring all that stuff out about myself while I'm journaling. So it's almost like my own little therapy session I do for myself when I journal. So that's a little idea. If you need help with some journaling, that's always a great place to start. I always joke that one of the funniest times of my life with journaling was when I was flying to Hawaii and it was last March. It was like a 12 hour flight. I was flying from New York City, a direct flight, you guys. It was actually insane. And there was no Wi Fi on the plane. And I was like fully planning to work the entire plane ride. Of course, I didn't get to. So I ended up journaling, you guys, for like. I think it was like six hours or seven. It was actually insane. It was, I had so many just like epiphanies and realizations and business ideas and just ideas in general. And I love journaling. I'm, I actually journaled this morning when I was doing my quiet time and it was honestly really cool. So I want to get back into it. So I'm just, I'm rambling, but if you've been thinking about journaling, there's really no harm in journaling. Like only good stuff can come out of it. Realizations can come out of it. Brain dump things that are in your mind feeling like clutter. It's it's awesome. Okay. Anyways, this episode is not about journaling, but journaling can help the topic of the episode. But you guys, before we get into the topic, update time. Wow. It is currently the day before I released this. So if you're listening on the day I dropped this episode, I'm recording this Tuesday on Tuesday (laughs) and I am currently feeling super freaking low energy you guys I got my period yesterday and today it is just mm, all hell has broken loose I literally feel so disgusting inside like I was laying on my stomach on the floor today and I literally was like I feel like I'm going to throw up like I feel so nauseous and just Mm, terrible. I have a theory though that it's because I drink coffee this morning. Coffee when I'm on my period, never the move. And I know for a fact coffee is not the move when you're on your period. Like it's just is not good for you to have coffee on your period. I have I have so many friends who know so much about hormones and they're always like, no coffee on your period. And I'm like, but I love coffee. So I had it stay and it definitely hurt my stomach. So I would not recommend that if you are experiencing intense PMS or on your period because to learn from my mistakes, it did not help me at all. (laughs) But anyways, I, this morning has honestly been amazing. Aside from the fact that I felt disgusting. I was looking at on the Instagram yesterday, healthy, but human pod. If you want to follow me on Instagram, that's the podcast Instagram. I asked you guys what topic you want to hear about today. And I haven't done that in a while. I have, I kind of like go off of like DMs you guys send me for topic requests or like anything that kind of is relevant to like what's going on in my in my life and I'm learning. But a lot of you guys had questions about food and healthy eating and how to be balanced and how to deal with like feeling restrictive and all that stuff. So I whipped out my old um, health coaching curriculum. I am a certified health coach. If you didn't know that about me, holistic health coach. 
and I got my certification, I think it was about two years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many little facts I want to like pull out in this podcast. But I, this is something about me. I don't know if anyone else struggles with this. And this could be a fact that I've just had so many concussions from being a figure skater. (laughs) But when I'm told a very specific fact, I don't remember it. Like in the moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, that fact is so cool. Like if, okay, I'm going to make something up. Let's just say that someone told me like 10% of beluga whales have blue eyes. That's literally not true. I made that up on the spot. But if I read that fact, I would not remember it. Like after a couple hours, like I would just completely forget the statistic. I'd be like, okay, wait, I think that it's 10%, but I don't know. So that's one thing about me is like I'm pretty good at remembering overarching ideas but really specific facts it's it just I think I have short-term memory loss you guys when I was in college Quizlet was my best friend and then I'd take the test and just forget everything so I don't know maybe that's just like my learning style because with Pilates and stuff like I remember things really well but it's more of like a hands-on approach to training but it's also like I'm doing that every day so I don't know if it's like repetition. I don't know, you guys. I'm rambling once again. But I had such a fun time today going back into my old curriculum, looking at old notes I took, all this stuff, and whipping out some facts for you guys for our topic. And anyways, I can't wait to get into it. But one more little update, update, update. I am currently doing the 14-day spring break pilates challenge at sweaty studio yes i myself am taking the challenge it's my own challenge i do my own pilates workouts i literally love love them and i'm i know i'm a little bit biased but my workouts i created them because i couldn't find any workouts that i actually really enjoyed and had all the elements that i needed in a workout i blend affirmations to include that mindfulness and self-love and positivity in to your workout. I blend affirmations with low impact, feel good Pilates movement. I also sprinkle in some bar here and there because I also used to teach bar at Pure Bar back in the day, you guys. So I love bar and I made this challenge 14 days. I have two different levels to it as well. So I want to make this challenge accessible for anyone. If you're new to Pilates, if you've been doing it for a while, it is tropical themed also. So if you need a little sunshine boost in your life, this challenge is going to give you that. And I have been kind of alternating between the beginner and the intermediate advanced track just because I started my period. This is a whole thing that we'll get into more of today. I cycle sync my workouts. My studio, Sway Studio, has cycle syncing plans on it. Basically, if you're new to cycle syncing, I have episodes, previous episodes about that with my friend Maddie Miles. She's a hormone expert and she chats all about that stuff. So if you need more insight, I have some episodes back in the day on this podcast. I'll have to have her back on the show soon though. But you guys... I basically work out with my cycle. So if I'm feeling like I'm on my period right now, so I'm obviously feeling pretty low energy, just kind of like disgusting inside. So I'll do more slow paced classes. I have period friendly Pilates classes that I film while I'm on my period on the studio. I will take those. I'll do more stretching. I'll go on walks. And anyways, I've been doing the beginner um, level of the challenge this week because I personally like I just need the like the slower just a little bit more slow paced chill classes obviously for a beginner and you're new to Pilates those classes are meant to be challenge for you I've just been doing Pilates for years now so I 
I'm just listening to my body and doing what I need to do. But if you're a beginner and you're trying to cycle sync those work your workouts and you find that the beginner classes are still too much if you're in your menstrual phase or you're feeling low energy, I'd always recommend just swapping it out for a stretch instead or going on a walk. Anyways, I am loving the challenge. I hope that everyone else who's taking it with me also does. And if you haven't joined already, you can sign up in the show notes and get right into it. It's 14 days and you can do it. It'll be accessible for all of March. So hop on in at any point. And yeah, I totally did not mean to like go into full-blown Cali ad mode, but you know, I just, I work my butt off to create these challenges for you and I'm proud of them. So I'm going to share them with you, but you guys, those are the updates. I have friends coming to visit me this weekend. I'm literally so ecstatic. It's one of John's best friends. He's coming to town and then my best friend's coming to town and she's bringing her puppy. So her puppy and Axel, baby Axel's my sheepy doodle, will become best friends. And I'm so pumped for that. But anyways, let's get into today's topic. You guys, I wrote down some notes and if you already know me, you know that I typically record these episodes totally just intuitively. I usually have actually no outline ever, but today I was like, you know what? We're going to write some things down because as I told you, I think I have short-term memory loss because I can't remember facts. But you guys, where to even begin? I'm going to pull out some of the different topics you guys requested and we'll just kind of like go through them. Um, But I want to start off by just saying this. As I said before, I am a certified holistic health coach. That does not mean that I am a licensed nutritionist. So the advice that I give here is more of recommendations. I'm going to share personal experiences, things that have been working for me. I always say if you have really specific concerns or questions about your personal individualized nutrition, I would go see a nutritionist. Also, what I did recently is I actually was having some questions about my hormone levels and my nutrient, if I was having nutrition, I can't talk, nutrient deficiencies. So I actually got my um, a full comprehensive blood panel done to test all of my different vitamin levels, to test my hormone levels. And from there, I was able to have more of a personalized approach to how I'm fueling my body with foods and the different vitamins that I am taking each day. So I would absolutely recommend doing that. With insurance, it was like a hundred-ish dollars. And honestly, something I'm learning as I'm getting older I am 23, but I really started my just holistic health journey when I was in college. And I really have been learning that there is a lot of value in investing in your health while you're young versus waiting until you're older when you could be having a lot of medical complications arising because you didn't work on prevention when you when you were younger. So that's one thing I really have learned. And even talking to a lot of different experts over over and over again, there's just the same theme of invest in your health. There's no downside to investing in your health. And I totally understand that a lot of people are not able to access some of the medical tests and stuff. I get it. They're freaking expensive. But I can say for a fact that the vitamin panel was such a great investment. And I think I went to like a med spa and John actually found it. But if you look up online, like med spas, and you can just call around and see if they have an all comprehensive vitamin panel. But yeah, so I had one girl ask me like vitamins I recommend. 
And that's why I wanted to talk about that because I don't take a multivitamin anymore because once I took the actual panel, I learned that I was deficient in like iron, magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin C, um, a lot of different things. And basically now I just take those specific vitamins and I don't take a multivitamin just because like I know what specifically I need to work on adding into my body. But the multivitamin I used to take was the Ritual 18 Plus Women's Vitamin. And I did like it, but my doctor said that there was, I think there was like an ingredient in it that isn't good. I forget what it is. It might be boron. So definitely check on the ingredients, you guys. And speaking of ingredients, guys, I am upset. This is unrelated to nutrition, but today I found an article about tampons and pads how and this is like old news kind of it was in august this article came out but there's a brand called l and they have like supposedly 100 organic tampons and pads and i literally all my products were l and apparently there's a cancer causing ingredient titanium dioxide in these products so if you use this brand or any brand check your products for this um ingredient because apparently it can cause like cystic um sorry I'm like literally (laughs) reading this article I I'm telling you I forget like very specific facts very quickly but anyways there's an article on it's called it's medium that's the outlet I found this on and anyways I I'm so upset that's like all I used but okay (laughs) check your ingredients that's the big the big lesson there okay anyways um Oh wait, also, I'm really upset because I was also using like Olaplex shampoo and conditioner and there was like a specific Olaplex that had a cancer-causing ingredient. This is like a couple years ago. And then my dry shampoo I always use, Batiste also has a cancer-causing thing in it. I'm like, guys, when is this going to end? Does everything we use have cancer-causing ingredients? But that's just where sometimes I'm like, okay, you can't win. But anyways... (laughs) That was like a little tangent. I was like very frustrated about this this morning. I was like, okay, this is unfortunate. But moving back to food, I want to first talk about just some simple hacks that I have been using to eat healthy foods while not spending a bajillion dollars at the grocery store. (laughs) Because I know a lot of you guys listening are in college or you're post-grad or you just don't want to spend a bajillion dollars on food. I get it. Something that is actually a hack that I started doing in college is getting frozen food. Like I'm not talking about like pre-made frozen meals. I'm talking about like frozen vegetables. I don't have a family. Well, I do. (laughs) I do have a family, but I live with just my boyfriend and my dog. So I'm typically cooking for either myself or me and John. And I don't like if I get an entire thing of broccoli like a broccoli head I typically will throw away most of it because I'll use part of it for a meal and then the rest of it will just go bad really quickly so I was finding this issue actually in college at first I was like why is everything I buy go go bad so freaking fast so I started doing a little research and I figured out that frozen foods like frozen vegetables and frozen fruits are actually not bad at all in fact freezing can actually preserve nutrients in the food so it can be a little bit fresher and what I'll typically do is I'll stock up on different vegetables that can go into a bunch of different meals so a lot of my friends I always say they're like they're actually amazing chefs 
for some reason, all my friends are so good at just whipping up random recipes out of nowhere, out of like anything in their fridge. But one of my friends told me, she's like, Callie, you need to have just like a handful of vegetables on deck. Cause I always joke around that I'm terrible at eating vegetables. I love bread. I love my carbs and I often struggle with getting veggies in my food group. So when I went to the doctor, they were like, Callie, you have high insulin resistance. You need to start eating more greens and more protein. And I'm like, okay, well, my issue is I like carbs so much and I was struggling. So my friend Delilah, she was like, Callie, she's actually been on the podcast before. Shout out to Delilah. She was like, Callie, you need to have the veggies on deck. So something I've been doing now is I got frozen broccoli Um, I got frozen cauliflower. I got frozen, I think I got frozen kale or something. Yeah, I was thinking it was frozen kale or frozen spinach. And what I'll do is I'll literally just like defrost it in a bowl in the microwave, or you can just put it in like hot water and let it thaw. And then I'll add it to all sorts of things. So little swap outs or not swap outs, add-ins. I think of veggies like add-ins. Like today, I was making eggs in the morning I was not feeling my typical yogurt bowl this morning. I was like, okay, let's make some eggs. And I was like, okay, I could either just eat eggs, get just protein, but I could also make a little quick addition and just add in some veggies. So what I did is I added in, I had mushrooms on deck and I had um, kale, I had baby kale. So I just added mushrooms and baby kale into the eggs and voila, a very simple meal. Okay. Other hack. Also, I'll just add it into like different like pastas. I'll add my veggies into like, I'll just saute some kale on the side. It's so, it's actually very simple is what I'm finding. Something else that has really helped me in the frozen food department is bulk cooking. So if I'm going to make a delicious meal, let's say me and John are like, let's cook, let's have a little date night. Let's cook this curry dish. What we'll do is instead of just cooking the dish for two people, we'll typically double the recipe and we will save half of the meal and freeze it. Literally freezing everything is a game changer because I sometimes, I find I'm a very like picky food eater when it comes to eating two meals in a row, except when it comes to yogurt bowls. You guys, I love my yogurt bowls. Today was a weird day. I was like not in the mood for my yogurt bowl, but I've been eating it like every single day for breakfast. Aside from my yogurt bowl, I tend to not want to repeat meals. So what I'll do is I'll just put it like in the fridge and then when I want it, I'll just freeze it and eat it. And it's literally so good. Soup is such a game changer hack for frozen food. I love Earthy Andy has this cookbook. It has like, I think it's like a vegan. Yeah, it's vegan meals. It's like plant over processed. And there's this one soup. It's like a broccoli cheddar soup. It's so freaking good and has so many vegetables in it. It's very easy to make. And I'll make a whole bunch of it and just freeze it. And it's like so amazing. But you guys, little hack with the frozen soup. Do not put all the frozen soup into one container because whenever you want to eat it, you have to de-thaw the entire container. So I recommend getting a bunch of different small, like one portion size to go containers and just adding the soup in each of those. So it's like one soup in a container for one meal, one in the other makes that dethawing process so much faster. I'm also very impatient. So when it comes to my food, I have to have like quick recipes and quick foods to eat. And that is such a hack. Speaking of being impatient, when I'm hungry, I'm literally a bear. And something I'm learning as I am educating myself further in the nutrition world is the importance of having my meals pre-selected before I'm hungry. 
when I'm hungry, I am ravenous and I swear I want to eat everything in sight. And if I go to the grocery store hungry, it's actually game over. Like I will eat every single thing or I'll buy every single thing in the grocery store that's like a carb or not carb like something that gives me like quick energy because my blood sugar is like lowering quickly I need like a little like a burst so I'm like craving all like the gummies candy all this stuff and I'm like I cannot go to the grocery store hungry like that's my new rule for myself but even with like planning meals something that I'm working on is in the morning before dinner like like literally breakfast around breakfast time I decide what I'm going to eat for lunch and for dinner and then if I need the ingredients I'll go to the store and get them before lunchtime so I'm not just like dying hungry when the time comes that's another little hack for you also also having meals on deck so like I said the frozen food is so key and crucial because if you do run into those days when the hunger hits you and you don't have anything pre-made or ready to go frozen food just freaking put in the microwave thought and it's good to go so that's a little hack for you as well also for my budget gals if you're listening and you're like on a budget I'm on a budget when I eat food is I find if you like the outer like the outer layer of the grocery store if you stick to the outside aisles it's so much more affordable. It's when you go into the actual aisles that have all of like the prepackaged like snack food, um, like all, I don't know, like granola bars, all that stuff. It's when it gets more expensive. I've noticed that when I shop for like, like if I go to the grocery store and I'm like, okay, I have a recipe and I'm just going to get like these vegetables. I'm going to get this protein. I'm going to get like some yogurt, whatever. My overall bill is so much cheaper than when I'm like, going to the store like okay example last week I went to the store and I had no idea of what I was gonna buy I was hungry so it was just game over I went to the snack aisles and I got so many snacks I got all this like sparkling water I got all these like just random items that didn't make meals they were just more of like filler foods and I spent so much money so freaking much money and all that stuff doesn't seem expensive when you pick up one item like it's four or five dollars but when you actually check out all that stuff adds up so quickly and I'm just I've learned and I've seen it firsthand stick to the outer aisles and you will spend or stick to the outside ring of the grocery store and you will spend so much less money my gorgeous queen also I did an entire project on this in college Grocery stores strategically lay out their store to get you to buy more stuff. So they'll put, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but they'll put like kind of Trader Joe's actually does a great job of this. Go Trader Joe's for their marketing ideas. But it is, it is very, very, I always buy so much like random stuff before I'm checking out at Trader Joe's. Basically, they'll put like all their chocolates, all their quick snacks, all of their little like seasonal things at the checkout line. And that is there for a reason. It's like a quick little grab. You're like, okay, I'm hungry. Like I'm going to quickly grab this stuff. And you just have to like know that the grocery store is in there to get you to buy more. So you have to protect yourself if you're on a budget and try to avoid all those impulse purchases because there are things at the end of the aisles for a reason. They want you to see those things and get those things. Seasonal stuff is positioned where it is for you to notice it and grab it. I did an entire project on this. Okay. Also... Let's move a little bit on to less of like the budget, budgeting tips. I hope that helped you a little bit, but like that helps a lot. And also it reduces food waste with like the frozen food thing. That's literally just like my absolute best hack ever. 
Um, the other thing too is cycle syncing your foods. This is something that has really helped me a lot with just overall like healthy eating and also creating that balance and reducing any food guilt. I have opened up about this a lot. We talked about this last week about how I struggled with an eating disorder last year. And over the course of the year, I really was working on healing through it and kind of just like getting, just like healing my eating practices. So, or my mentality around food. So something, and I'm going to put like a little trigger warning out there. If you are struggling with an eating disorder right now and, and like, just know that we're going to be chatting a little bit about that. So maybe skip ahead, protect your energy, protect yourself in whatever way you need. I won't get too, too like graphic about it, but I really struggled in college with orthorexia Basically, that's where you have like, it's like an obsession with eating perfectly healthy. So something that I found myself in college experiencing is that I would feel guilt for any time I would eat like sugar or something that was processed or something that wasn't like organic or super, super nutritious. So I didn't know that was an eating disorder until I actually became a holistic health coach because they talked about that eating disorder. And it's Something that's kind of been a little bit newer, I guess, newly talked about is orthorexia. And from there, I developed, like last year, I started struggling with eating lunch. And that led me to undernourishing myself and not eating enough food last year. So I basically worked on healing my <laughs> just entire relationship with food. Just working on the orthorexia struggles, working on making sure I was getting enough food. And what I started with doing first was I literally was just like, you know what, eat whatever I want. Like, I just need to release any sort of control I have on food and just enjoy, enjoy food to its fullest. And it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was challenging. It was hard to not feel guilty for eating goldfish because I had for many years thought that any sort of processed food was going to harm myself. And Basically, I started eating goldfish, I started eating pizza, I started eating white bread, I started eating desserts again, and honestly, it was so amazing. It was so needed. I just needed that in my life, and I also started going to therapy too, and that really helped me as well, so I'm also not giving you guys, like, like I, I cannot speak on what to do to help your eating disorder get better. This is what I found helped me. So I always recommend going to a doctor, a nutritionist, a dietitian, someone who is very, very experienced with eating disorders because for every single person it is different. And for me, it was just like, I had so much just need for this control. And for me, it was like kicking that control was a game changer. I think also getting back into just mindful eating as well was a huge thing for me. So once I kind of like just allowed myself to have food freedom, I was finding myself experiencing a lot more bloating, a lot more gut issues, and I was having a ton of dairy again. I also in college stopped eating, stopped consuming dairy. And then when I was like, you know what, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I started having dairy again. And then I started having some gut issues and my I just felt really bloated and I was having like some upset stomach stuff happen and I was like, okay, we're going to, now that we've kind of like broken down this just restriction, it's, we've gotten that out of our life, we're going to start to work on eating in a loving way that makes me feel good. So I was eating, I broke down the chains, I got rid of those and now I was like, let's reel this back in a little bit. Not too controlling though. This is where it's a little bit complicated. I find that 
with intuitive eating, there is such a fine line between eating for your mind and your happiness and then eating for your body's nutrients and fuel. There's two different types of fuel, in my opinion. So number one is fuel for your actual body. Eating foods like adding in vegetables for fiber, eating more protein because your body maybe needs more protein. Basically, like I said, taking that nutrient plant panel and eating the foods that you know your body needs to feel its best. Then the other type of fuel is food that's just enjoyable. I mean, who doesn't like a slice of cake? Okay, come on. If I was to just restrict myself from cake entirely, like I'm missing on that other type of fuel. So I've been really working this year at finding that healthy balance between the two things. And I am still working on it every single day. But I think end of the day, what I've really figured out with myself is the food. So the fuel, that's the nutrient fuel. And then the, let's just say the mind soul fuel. If I have too much of the mind soul fuel, that's like the enjoyable cravings, sweets, all that goodness. If I have too much of that stuff, my actual body is going to start to feel the repercussions. I'm going to start to have stomach pain. I'm going to have gut health issues. Maybe my skin's going to flare up and some acne. Maybe I'm going to feel like a little bit of brain fog. I start to feel those those things happen. And then I'm like, okay, we got to tone this back a little bit. So we're going to go more into the nutrient food. So I'm going to focus this week on having maybe a little bit more my greens. I'm going to have some more salad. I'm going to try to crowd out my my cane sugary sweet tooth with some fruits. So that's something that I'm working on and it's definitely challenging, but something that has really helped me a lot is cycle syncing my foods. And I have talked about cycle syncing on this podcast. I haven't really gone too, too detailed on cycle syncing my foods. This is a new era for me. I basically found, you can look up on Google cycle syncing foods chart And there's a ton of just freebies out there. And I found a chart and I've been following it pretty leniently, but it's actually been so helpful, you guys. So basically, if you don't know what cycle syncing is, cycle syncing is basically, so you're, okay, so we're going to backtrack a little bit. As a woman, you are going through four different phases of your cycle. And also, here's the thing. If you're on birth control, like a hormonal birth control your body is probably not experiencing these four phases because the hormonal contraceptives actually blocks your ovulation. So if you're on like the pill, it's going to create like a fake period. And that is one thing to know about cycle syncing is you are most likely not ovulating if you're on that hormonal contraceptive, but that does not mean you cannot cycle sync. So we'll get into how to cycle sync if you are on birth control. But this is how to cycle sync if you are not on a birth control. Um, basically, what it is, is you have four different phases. You have the menstrual phase, which is when you're on your period. Follicular phase comes after your period. That's when you are your body starting to prepare to release the egg for ovulation. Ovulation is about three days long. That's the next phase. And then after that is the luteal phase. And that's when your body starts to prep itself for releasing the uterine. <laughs> I can't talk. Really, re- <laughs> you guys, I'm so sorry. That was like actually word vomit and a half. Basically, the luteal phase is when your body is rebuilding the uterine lining. So that's when 
you're prepping for your period if you are not pregnant. If you didn't get pregnant during the ovulatory phase, then you're going to experience the period. Okay? So basically with the cycle syncing, every single every different phase your body is doing something different. So essentially, you're eating to help balance your hormones during all these different phases. And I've been doing it now and it's actually made such a huge difference, you guys. And I'm going to tell you kind of like what I've been doing. So basically, just so you guys know, um, I did some research on this actually before the podcast. So this is all from an article I found on Forbes. It's basically hormone fluctuations affect your energy, your mood, your appetite, and your sleep. So that is the whole purpose of cycle syncing is to help prevent those intense hormone fluctuations, like the effects of them. So during the menstrual phase, which is the period, this is typically when, well, this is when you're bleeding. And when you bleed, you lose iron in your body. So it's really important to eat more iron-rich foods. Like you can eat nuts, lentils, meats, and also any foods that replenish that blood loss, like omega-3s. So some omega-3 examples are eggs and walnuts, which makes sense why I was craving eggs this morning, because I am on my period. And also vitamin B12 is good too for your menstrual phase. Follicular phase is... There's some of the foods that are good for it is fiber, fibrous foods, fermented foods. Um, if you listen to my podcast, you probably already listened to our gut health episode um, with the founder of HealthAid. We talked a lot about fermented foods and the effects on your gut. So if you want to know, know more about fermented foods, listen to the episode. It's with um, Dania Trout. It's literally so good, you guys. Um, so you want to eat more foods that are also high in zinc too. So like eggs, whole grains. Um, and I cannot read my notes for this. What does this say? Helps support, (laughs) help support body as it prepares to release the egg. That's the whole point of these different foods in the follicular phase. Ovulatory phase is like I said, when you ovulate. So it's really important to have a healthy gut. And one of those ways is to eat fiber rich foods like quinoa, berries, and couscous. Fiber is the little key here. If you haven't noticed it, you guys, the luteal phase, this is where I can say fiber is so freaking crucial. I recently learned that as your hormones change, it can actually cause different things in your poop. So in your luteal phase, right before your period, like about like a week or so before, you might feel constipated. You guys, I did not realize that this was due to my hormone levels for like years of my life. Basically, this is a little TMI, but when I found myself having like digestion struggles, I was getting really bad like acid reflux and heartburn. And I asked my friend Maddie about this. I think it was a couple weeks ago. And she was like, yeah, dude, that's because <laughs> that's because of your luteal phase. So basically during this phase, you are going to experience a lot of different strong food cravings. I noticed about the week before my period, I'm super hungry. And if you ever struggle with food guilt, I used to struggle intensely with food guilt. I would, the week before my period, I would always feel so hungry. Could not, like, I just felt like I was just, like, way more hungry than usual. And I'd feel so guilty about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm eating way more food than usual. I'm going to get fat, all this stuff. And now I'm like, dude, you need, you need the extra, the extra calories. Like, you need the extra food. Like, it's really important to listen to your body because your body, it's signals, it's hunger cues, it's pains, it's all the feels that your body has is literally signaling things to you. 
So the the phrase listen to your body is so crucial when it comes to making sure you're eating the right foods, you're eating the right amount of food for yourself, and it is a game changer. So intuitive eating is where it's at. If you want to know more about intuitive eating, definitely look it up. There's so many good resources about that. Intuitive and mindful eating like actually changed my life aside from cycle thinking. So definitely check those things out. But intuitive eating is essentially just really listening to your body and really understanding your body and what the different signals it's giving you mean. So moving back into the cycle thinking your foods with the luteal phase, um, you're going to feel those strong food cravings and also you're rebuilding your uterine lining. So you need more fuel in your body. Your body is working. Also, it's important to have heart healthy fats like avocado, slow digesting carbs like sweet potatoes and beans. Like I said, you guys, there are so many food charts online and I'm going to be honest. I don't cycle sync my foods, I guess, like perfectly. I don't just eat the foods that it recommends during the phases. What I try to do, and this is a game changer, is adding in instead of cutting out. So it's the crowd out mentality. Instead of saying, I'm going to cut out cake, say, I'm going to crowd out my cake with, let's say you made a fruit salad. (laughs) I'm sorry, that would not crowd out cake for me. Like I would still pick cake over that. I don't know. I'd still eat cake regardless, but if that makes sense, it's essentially like, here's a better example. I'm going to crowd out my dairy latte with an oat milk latte. So you're replacing the dairy milk with a plant-based milk. If you are sensitive to dairy, that's an example for you. And that's a really healthy mentality because I found personally, like when I say I'm going to cut something out or I'm restrictive, I end up wanting that thing 10,000 times more because it's like a little kid at a candy shop and there, let's say you are staring at the candy and your mom's like, no, you can't have that. Or you like, you say you're having a lollipop and your mom takes it away from you and like, no, you can't have that. You're probably going to want that so much more than before. I don't even know if that made sense, but anyways, that is the one thing with food and just eating in general as I'm learning. It's like, give yourself some grace here. Your perfect eating is when you are giving your body and mind what it needs. You're trying to find that good equilibria, like I was saying, between the two. And just because you have a slice of cake or you have a little bit more of those chips than you thought you should have does not mean that you're not going to be able to hit your goals if you have goals in your finished journey, okay? I can say for a fact, like there is literally science behind it. Like I think it's, this is where like I don't remember specific specific facts. It's like if you have, I learned this in one of my nutrition classes in college. If you have, let's say Christmas, like let's say you have like double the amount of food you typically would have in a meal. That doesn't mean that you're going to gain a ton of weight from that one meal. And I think a lot of the times we develop food guilt because we think it is this all or nothing thing. When in reality, a lot of the times, like let's say your goal is to lose weight or your goal is to eat overall more healthy or whatever it is. The thing is that those goals are going to happen with just 
small changes over time with consistency, with crowding out. It's not going to be this, I'm going to cut every single thing out of my diet. I'm going to make sure that I eat X amount of calories. I'm going to make sure that I don't have certain amount of carbs, whatever it is. I have done that. And I can say from experience when I had did fad diets, when I counted my calories, when I restricted myself to an extreme, I ended up coming back even worse than before. Like I found myself going into binge eating habits, I struggled because it was like that cutting out mentality. It's like when I didn't give myself things, I ended up wanting them even more. So my tips and tricks with just healthy eating in general, it's seeing food, not with morality. Instead of looking at food as good or bad, look at your food as a certain type of fuel. Do I want fuel for my body or do I want (laughs) fuel for my mind right now? Picking the type of feel you're going to put in you and knowing the different results that are going to come out of it. And don't, just don't feel guilty for eating. Like food never did. Like like, food should not be good. Food should not be bad. Food is food. Food is fuel. Food is energy. And you need food to stay alive. So this is my reminder to you to just don't have the all or nothing mindset because that's going to do more harm than good. Balance is so freaking key to success. And balance does not mean it's perfectly split between eating healthy and eating healthy for your mind. Like it is literally like whatever one of those types of feel you need more of in the moment, like that is your balance. So just remember that balance is always shifting in different directions. And I have been eating so much chocolate you guys in the past just week and I'm not I don't feel guilty about it whatsoever I am so like I'm so content with eating chocolate right now because I know that my body needs chocolate and there's just no guilt behind it even if my body didn't need the chocolate and I was just like I really want to have chocolate right now I'm not going to be mean to myself about that but I want to make sure that I also give myself nutrients because if I just have chocolate and nothing else I'm going to feel the effects I hope this episode helped you a little bit. If you have any more questions about anything food related, you have any questions about anything, please do not hesitate to reach out to me via DMs. You can DM me on Instagram at healthybehumanpod or at I'm sweaty and I know it. And also feel free to tag me in your stories, share the podcast on socials, and I will repost you and tag tag me, share it with your friends. It helps me so much. And also, if you love this podcast, please leave a nice review. It also helps so much with reaching more people and sharing some love and positivity into the world. Remember, end of the day, my queen, that food, you need food. And I just, I just, oh. I wish so, so badly that there wasn't so much just like societal pressure in our world about food and making food this like whole thing that it is today. I wish that like just didn't exist, but I'm just trying to say that in life, like let's just try to like have a little bit more fun. Let's just try to lighten up a little bit and not be so hard on ourselves and just like enjoy life more. So that's my final message today, but I hope you have the best day ever. You deserve food. You deserve to eat what you want. You deserve to take care of yourself. Your body deserves love. 
and you're here for a beautiful reason and you are absolutely stunning my gorgeous queen so i will see you next time have the best day continue to stay sweaty continue to be healthy be human and continue to be kind to yourself and others wherever you are all right have the best day i'll see you next time bye everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.